Jean. We see Ver. Ver uh, why do I keep wanting to call her Veronica? I don't know, because she sucks. Why bother okay. knowing her name? Doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, Kate. Welcome to the 15th episode of Hey Beautiful. What up, Caitlin? Is that amazing? 15. 15. Two hands and a foot. Oh, my goodness. Right? That's Our show is a. Uh... No, it's 15 shows. It would be like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. If it was years. So uh-huh. good job, us. <laughs> Hooray. So Yay. proud. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a review. It helps us to be found by other High Met Your Mother super fans. Or just uh, some stars if you're lazy. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud. Um, we're also on Twitter and Facebook. Hey, beautiful pod. And send us your legendary moment via email at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. And just to remind you, a legendary moment is your favorite part of the show. And it can be anything that's your favorite. But mm-hmm. send us an email, tweet, leave us leave us a tweet. Yeah, so leave can't us a do tweet. This. Uh, <laughs> Leave us a tweet or, you know, send us a voice memo, however you want to get your legendary moment across. Please send it to us. Um, and speaking of, we have a, a legendary moment from Sam who sent us a legendary moment previously. And this one is for drum roll, please. Yay. Yay. So Sam writes, hello again. Just finished listening to the drum roll, please episode. A great one, both of the show and the podcast. Oh, Sam. It was interesting to hear you guys disagree so strongly on an aspect of the show, though I have to say that I side with Kate and that I really enjoy the Victoria episodes. That's right. (laughs) That's right. This later half of the first season is one of my favorite parts of the show to rewatch. I'm curious, Caitlin, was it hatred of Victoria at first sight? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I hated the Don't bitch even from need to read the, the rest get of that. go. No, yeah, she, and she was kind. She's like, or did it develop over time as you watch the show? Nope, absolutely not. I hated Victoria from day one. <laughs> day one. It was it. so shocking for us to disagree on something like this. Like, we... Yeah, you were like, oh, watch the Victoria episode. It's like, oh, I hate that bitch. Oof. Seriously, like the first thing we've ever disagreed on. It's mm-hmm. heart-wrenching. It is. It <laughs> is. Uh, anyway, I'm off to rewatch the episode now. I always find I have to watch the episode twice. Once before listening to the podcast, so it's fresh in my mind, and then again afterwards, because you will have pointed out something I missed. In this episode, it was Marshall eating the cake. Yay! Yay! Look forward, looking forward to the next podcast. Keep being awesome, Sam. Aw, thanks, Sam. Thanks, That's Sam. Great. That sounds like a great iTunes review, doesn't it? It does. Can we, <laughs> can we copy and paste it into iTunes, or does she have to do that? How Just put on, put on a mustache and start a new iTunes account. Yeah. So no one will ever know. Yeah. It'll be fine. Uh, we also have another piece of listener mail and this is a legend yeah this is a legendary moment uh from joanna who hasn't sent us one before and so she is catching up on the podcast right now and sent us one from the limo so she says hey kate and caitlin Love the podcast. I discovered it a few weeks back, and I've been working through the episodes. I was going to wait until I was caught up to start sending legendary moments, but I had to share what is one of my favorite Marshall moments of all time from the limo. We're so glad you did. Mm -hmm. The emotional goodbye with Lily when she gets out of the limo to change her shoes, and Marshall, he (laughs) he stares off into the distance looking so sincere and says, Hell of a woman. Let's go get some hot dogs. It's just a classic Marshall moment. It shows the sweet, adorable, devoted side of him and then switches straight into goofball, food-loving, excitable Marshall. Keep up the good work, Joanna. Thanks, Joanna. That was great. It was so insightful. Excellent legendary moments from both of you guys. Excellent. Thank you for sharing. So great. And share us with your friends, guys. If you love us, tell your friends about us because the best... The best way for us to reach other How I Met Your Mother fans is through other lovers of the show. So thank you so much for writing in, and and remember to pass this along. Okay, you ready to talk about game night? I am. 
This is episode 15, Game Night. It first aired on February 27th, 2006. This episode was written by um, Chris Harris, who's written a ton of episodes, some of my favorite ones mm-hmm. um, on the series. Uh, he wrote three in season one. We've already seen OK Awesome, which we know is amazing. The best. The best. Game Night, which was this episode. And then in a couple episodes, we'll watch Marry the Paralegal. Also oh, another solid episode. So good. Can't mm-hmm. wait. So I was looking up some interesting things about Chris Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, one, he was one of the Letterman writers, but he also wrote some books. Oh, yeah. Um, one is I'm just no good at rhyming and other nonsense for mischievous or mischievous, however you say it, kids and immature grownups. Cool. Um, yeah. And I have an excerpt to read from the book. Oh, getting literary on the podcast. I, I am. I am. I'm just no good at rhyming. I'm just no good at rhyming. It makes me feel so bad. I'm just no good at rhyming, and that's why I'm so blue. <laughs> my, my teacher asked if I could find a word that rhymes with hat. It's something that a dog might ca- might chase. Aha, I said, a car. This is so hard to read. <laughs> so it's, it goes on like that, but there's like a couple other like excerpts, but it was kind of funny. Cool. And I like the reviews because it said, meet Chris Harris, the 21st century Shell Silverstein. I think that's a bit. It's a bit much. A bit much. Uh, but but he, cool concept. Yeah. He uh, he wrote an anti-travel guide called Don't Go Europe. Huh. It's interesting. So um, he's kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of guy. Yeah. Let's dive into game night. We Our first scene, we have voiceover from... Future Ted. But first, before the episode even starts, it's a much shorter intro. I liked it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I mean, I love the song. I love the song. I love the montage of pictures, especially as the cast ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like such babies. Yeah. Um, But I didn't mind diving right in. I just wonder if the episode ran a little longer because there's a lot going on in this episode. There's like some big stories. So anyway, so we have the shorter intro and then we get the voiceover for um, from future Ted telling us that something you might not know is that Uncle Marshall because he's speaking to his kids. Uncle Marshall has always been really good at games. And so we get then we get this montage of Marshall winning in every game. And the first two are games that you are supposed to yell out the name of the game when you win. So Jin and Yahtzee. Yahtzee. I love the way he says it. It's like Brody, you know? Yahtzee. And the last one he yells is poker. (laughs) Like, yeah, you don't need to yell that. He's like, I know. It's just fun. Uh, So because they were all tired of losing to Marshall, they decided that he should run game night instead of playing. Um, And instead of just running game night, instead of just picking out games that already existed, of course, Marshall jumped at the chance to make his own game. So we cut to the bar and we see Marshall saying, Marsh Gammon combines all the best parts of the best games. Candyland, I Never, Pictionary, and Robin cuts him off. Backgammon, obviously. And he looks at her and he's like, no, Backgammon sucks. He took the best part of Backgammon, which was the gammon, and left the rest of it in the trash where it belongs. Naturally, naturally. Yeah, as, as you do. I love Marshall's sweater here. Oh, yeah. It's like that maroon with that little orange doggy on it. Mm-hmm. Very cute. I feel like it's a very iconic marshmallow look. Yeah, I would agree with that. Lily mentions that she's so excited that Victoria is coming and Robin's uncomfortable and mm-hmm. just gets up and says she's going to go get another round. And you can see on Lily's face, she knows that she kind of fucked Yeesh. up. Yeah, but yeah she's, for sure. It's a tough place to be in because she wants Ted to mm-hmm. be so happy, but... She knows how Robin truly feels. And she's also friends with Robin and doesn't want to make her feel uncomfortable. Right. But, you know, Robin had a chance. Exactly. Yeah. She did have her chance. So timing, you know, it's a bitch. Yep. Sure is. When she leaves, Ted makes Barney promise not to embarrass him because he really likes Victoria. Um, And also confesses that he hasn't told Victoria that he used to like Robin. 
So he wants Marshall and, and Lily not to say anything about that. And Barney, I love this, he says that he has half a mind to tell the story of the re-return. Mm-hmm. And re-return is kind of an interesting word. It's not one that is widespread in its use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so what does that mean exactly? And Ted angry whispers that Barney was sworn to secrecy. So Ted knows what it is. Right. Ted obviously knows, but Lily doesn't. She perks right up. Mm-hmm. She knows that there's, as she says, some dirt she's missing out on. Ted assures her it's nothing, but, you know, makes them swear they're not going to embarrass him either because yeah. Lily and Marshall are like the parents he moved away from. And yeah. I, I love that. And they want to skip the traditional interrogation. They're his protectors. Yeah, they want to make sure, you know, this is their, their boy. They want to make sure that. Yeah, which he clearly it. needs. Yeah. He's really bad at making his own decisions. He's very and, bad at that. And it's never a good look when Barney is the one with the moral <laughs> upper hand. Like, as soon as you know that there's something that mm-hmm. Ted doesn't want Victoria to know, you're like, oh, Barney is absolutely going to make him say it in front of her. Oh, for sure. You can see the little gears working. Yeah. Little like, Barney in his head. You're going to pay. You're going to pay for not telling the truth to your girlfriend, even though I lie to girls all the time. Right. But he's Ted. But he's Ted, so he's an honest guy. So this means that, you know, there's a reason that he's lying. Mm-hmm. Lily goes over to the bar and asks Robin if she's going to be okay. Um, but I love Lily's outfit. I love I that know. color dress, the, like, the little wrap sweater. I did mm-hmm. love how the bottom part of the dress is kind of tiered looking. Mm. Like if it was just one A-line instead of whatever, I'd like it so much, yeah. so much more. But the colors looked so good on her, and I love them together. I oh, yeah, very really cool pieces for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but anyway, Robin is uncomfortable. She's like, "Yeah, she's great. She's funny, fun, free spirited. She's great." And she, she says she's great, and Lily kind of sees right through her and laughs and says, "You must really hate the bitch." Yeah, and I was like, "Yes, Lily, I do. I do hate that bitch." Yeah, it's like when um, Ted called out Lily. In belly full of turkey. Mm-hmm. It's like, so we're going home to see uh, Marshall's parents. She's like, yeah, yeah no. no, it's great. Yep. Yeah, so. And we'll see that come back around the idea of like, say it one more time and I'll believe you. Right. Yeah. Much, much later on, but it comes back. Mm-hmm. So then it's game night. And we cut to the apartment and Marshall is there explaining the game to everyone. It's extremely intricate and everybody just looks completely confused. Marshall's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Let's just play and you'll you'll pick it up as you go. And then Marshall tells Victoria to go first and Ted's a little skeptical of that. Mm-hmm. And she rolls and of course, the first thing she lands on is something called autobiography. autobiography. It's almost like this was engineered to make Victoria admit things about herself. Interesting, interesting. You know, happens once could be a coincidence, right? So I actually wanted to take a second while it's my scene to talk about, to talk about Ashley Williams. Sure, go ahead. Because Caitlin Caitlin is usually in charge of finding the trivia for this uh, lovely show that we do. But she has completely neglected her duties. (laughs) Not one thing. As trivia wench to find out anything about Victoria. So I'm just going to tell What's you a little bit. What's there to know? What's there to for, know? First of all, her name is Ashley Williams. Cool. She She's was got on. two first names. She was on As the World <laughs> Turns for six years. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Um, before that, she was on a show called Good Morning Miami, which ran for two years that I loved. Like, I remember watching it with her in it. Yeah. She was also on an episode of Law & Order SVU and a bunch of other TV credits. So, I I think it's interesting that there's so much crossover between this show and daytime soaps. Mm. Like her, um, Claudia, Pam Fryman. Mm -hmm. There's just been a lot of people that were on... Someone uh, else, too, coming up later. Who? Greg. No way! One Life to Live, CSI, Curb, Diagnosis, Murder... Secret Life, he's, he's been, yeah, uh, Greg, 
Greg gets around. He's been in a ton of stuff. So that's Victoria. That's Ashley Williams, everybody. For those of you that care about her and aren't dead inside, figured I should let you know. Moving on. (laughs) The first question that comes up from Marshall's interrogation deck, a.k.a. autobiography, is have you ever cheated on someone you were with? Oh, interesting. And people kind of lean in. And this whole scene, if you watch Robin, she's just like in hell. Oh, she's... She looks like she has, like, gas. <laughs> she's yeah. so uncomfortable. And she's, like, not happy. turning, twisting her body. Like, she's just... Yeah, 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 And yeah. I was, like, same girl. And, like, putting her on the floor just makes her more uncomfortable. So, like, the staging of this episode was really great. Mm-hmm. You know? Because she could have been just sitting on a couch and she would have looked more comfortable. But she's, like, scrunched on the floor like she's been sort of pushed out of this right. place. Um, so, Victoria answers the question... You know, she kissed someone at a party because she's in a crappy relationship. She felt terrible and broke up with the guy. And Marshall and Lily give each other this look. Shut up. (laughs) Marshall and Lily give each other this look like she is worthy. And so they let her advance to the gumdrop mountains. Uh, And then Barney starts his his torture of the evening by asking Mm -hmm. Victoria if she ever re-returned to that guy. So he's just starting to drop little hints that he is going to get this story out of him. Then, to change the subject, Lily tells Barty that she ran into someone he knows at this new building. Um, She she went to a party, and the host's name was Sharon, Shannon, and Barney's voice squeaks (sighs) as he says Shannon, but then acts like he doesn't remember her. He's so brilliant. So great i mean like this his, whole episode is like oof, a tour de force yeah he, and he switches from being like terrified to like i don't really care like instantly like it's yeah. so good immediately you want to know who this woman is and oh, why yeah. how she can undo barney because mm-hmm. i mean barney's barney like women do not face him unshakable unshakable and all of a sudden he's he's terrified of this girl and he wants the tape and he can't mm-hmm. control himself and um, I also thought he had a beautiful suit this episode. It was like, oh yes, I what really, was that? I it was don't like almost know. like linen. It was, it was really really nice. Really nice. Barney really wants the tape, and Lily goes to find it. And Robin takes her turn, and she gets autobiography. But oh. because it was a five, it's an autobiography for the player to your left, which happens to be Victoria. Would have been Lily, but Lily got up. Yeah. So, I don't know how Marshall would have swung that. I know. He probably would have been, like, the next female to go. You know, he would have figured something out. Two people to your left. Something crazy. So, now we know that this entire autobiography portion of the game is in there for Victoria Victoria alone. Yeah. Yeah. Robin was excited to have a turn, and then the fact that it's going to Victoria, she kind of looks deflated. Yep. And Marshall asks how many boyfriends she had before Ted. And this is when Robin turns on... Her fucking evil side. And Caitlin loves this. She turns on her Caitlin. Caitlin's rubbing her paws together like some evil villain raccoon. And she says she had two boyfriends and Robin yells, Prude alert! (laughs) And she's like, gosh, you know, like she's like, thinks it's going to go over really well with the group. Mm -hmm. You, You know, she's like, like right, like laughing about it, and everyone's like, "God, Robin!" No, like too far. Like, what? cool out. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then Victoria corrects herself, like, you know, those were my serious boyfriends. I dated other guys, though. And then she screams, "Slot alert!" Like, God it's damn, so uncomfortable. Oh man, it's this so will, uncomfortable. This is not the last time we'll see Robin being a frenemy with Victoria. Yeah. It gets yeah. it gets real good. After that awkward moment, Lily comes back in with a tape. She gives it over to Barney, and he immediately goes into the kitchen and smashes it on the counter and comes out with, like, all the tape, the ribbon in his yeah. hands. Oh, look at that. Robin landed in the chocolate swamp. That's five chips for me. And Marshall's like, finally. Thank <laughs> you. I'm so glad that someone's someone understood. Yeah. I love that part. And in a later episode, Barney will be playing a very intricate game and Marshall will understand it. So I think they're on like a game wavelength with each other. Yeah, I think you're right. I I like that episode. That's so good. Lily's acts shocked. What was on that tape? And Barney just seems victorious that, you know, too bad you'll never find out. 
you know, and he still thinks he's Barney with the upper hand all the time. But then Lily whips out the real tape because she's fucking diabolical yes, and I love her. Love it. She's like, ooh, that was a weird reaction from Barney. I'm definitely not putting this real tape in his hands until we see it. Mm-hmm. So she pulls the real tape out of her purse and Ted holds Barney back so she can shove it into the and tape. Did player. you notice? I hate Ted and his open cuffs and how it just hangs. Oh, he always does I that. I know. It's such like a Mosby look. Like it casual, was such but a, not. Cause he's it was such a good fashion episode for everyone but him. Mm, it was. I can't wait till he catches his stride, a.k.a. gets rid of that stupid blazer. Oof, gotta and go. he switches to like the plaid shirts mm-hmm. with like the graphic tee underneath. That's like a good look for him. Much better look. Much, much better. Um, okay, so they put the tape in. And <laughs> it is... Unbelievable what comes up on the tape. Unbelievable, yeah. Un-freaking-believable. It's Barney. We think it's Barney. It's Barney in a freaking lace front. Yeah. And it's like this low blonde pony with the goatee, and he's crying, and he's pleading with this girl, Wearing Shannon. Wearing tie-dye and a vest. Tie-dye and a vest. His voice quivering. Shannon. A little bit of the goat voice happening. Yeah. And... Everyone in the room is just stunned. <laughs> and he says, you know, he's talking about, what about us changing the world together? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? <laughs> and then he sings this freaking song. Oh. <laughs> Will I ever see another rainbow? Will an eagle ever soar through this tempest of woe? Oh, my God. I Baby, love it. please, don't go. There's a thief in the night. <laughs> There's a thief in the palace. She's oh, stolen it. all my love. <laughs> oh. Everyone's jaws on the floor. He rips out the tape, humiliated, and storms out. And I mean, uh, you couldn't, uh, no one could predict that this no, was in Barney's never, past. Never, never. On his like Casio keyboard playing this song to like pleading with a woman so vulnerable crying oh my god cut to the bar and you know the everyone's there but barney and they've been looking for him can't find him at the lusty leopard he's not at the cigar <laughs> bar he's off the grid and, his main haunts yeah. yeah his main haunts no sooner does he say that than barney shows up and everyone's so sorry but seriously what was up with the tape <laughs> barney gets up to leave and He's like, you know, that was my the most embarrassing and humiliating thing that ever happened to me. Marshall tells him that, you know, sometimes it's good to get your embarrassing stories out. Everyone has them. So Barney challenges to show him how good it is by telling his most embarrassing story. Do you have one story that stands out to you as your most embarrassing? I have a good one. Do you want to share it? Yeah, I don't care. I Do it. Okay. If it's the popcorn one, we've heard the popcorn one. No, no, no. You don't know this one. Oh, God. Nobody. I don't know this one? Nope. Oh, shit. Buckle up, listeners. It was August 2015. Picture it. Picture it. I had been at the hospital eagerly awaiting the birth of my very first niece. I had been Mm -hmm. there since 6 a.m. I didn't get home until about 1 a.m. Oh, it was a long day. My mom and I sat in the waiting room for like 18 hours. It was, we, we were insane afterwards. So I get up the next morning and I have to uh, get, bring something to my sister at the hospital. So I'm like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. I get what she needs, come back and decide I'm going to stop and get some gas and get a coffee and get in my car or get my coffee, get gas, whatever, get my car, drive to my parents' house. And our neighbor comes down the road and she's like, is the baby here? I'm like, she is. She's beautiful. I love her. Oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. My dad comes out as he normally does to greet me and uh, neighbor drives away. And my dad says, Hey, uh, look in your back seat. And I'm like, what? He's like, just look in your back seat. So I open up the door and in it is the gas pump. <laughs> what? I'm like, how is it in the back seat of my car? What the fuck just happened? No idea. I remember driving away from the gas station oh, and hearing like, like this weird noise. I'm like, what was that? Did I roll over something? I don't see anything. Oh. Drive the like, 
mile and a half, two miles to my parents' house, see my neighbor. My dad sees it, comes out, is embarrassed for me, takes <laughs> it out of my out of my car and throws it in my back seat. So you drove away with it in the tank? Yeah. Oh my god. So I so then my dad says, You have to bring it back. <laughs> and I was like, no. Shame upon shame. So I had to bring it back. So that Oh my God. Was I was so mortified. But I was like, I hadn't slept. I was so excited. Like I was trying to like run around and do some stuff for my sister while she was in the hospital. And oh my God. Um, and and so this is a gas station that I grew up going to, my family goes to. They uh-huh. know me. They know me by like name. Look. I walk in and a f- the this man says, see, everyone, I told you it was a blonde. It had to oh, have been a blonde. And I was like, oh, God. really, Scott? Really? We're going to go there? Oh, my God. So he, every time, every now and again I'm in there, he, hey, don't leave with my pump. He's got to say something. He brings up to other people. Jesus. So, so did it, it didn't break. Did it, it broke. No, it's, it's a sale, it's a safe, fail safe thing like it connects right and so it if if you drive away with it it automatically breaks off so it's like you don't rip the pump out oh my god caitlin um that's a good i was really embarrassed for a long time i didn't tell my husband i i tell my (laughs) husband everything holy shit that that was that is was my most to like right now but like even now, I'm not that embarrassed about it. Yeah, there's always another I'm, embarrassment around the riverbed. Oh, for sure. I yeah, I'm embarrassed. I embarrass myself daily. What about you? Okay, I while you were talking, I thought of one, and because you shared, I will share in the in the spirit of this show. It's not the one you think. I'm going to tell okay. you another one. Ooh. I'm going to tell you one you don't know because you Ooh. told me one. See, I isn't, don't that, know. isn't that exciting? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Again, this is a sleep deprivation story. We don't do our best work when we're tired, apparently. No, no, no. So um, I was running a summer camp, and that meant getting up early and making sure everything was set for the for the day. So like the procrastinator I am, I saved a lot of my snack shopping for very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So one morning, uh, I went to this local Walmart to get load up on all the snacks for the kids, but I was also coming off of a very bad stomach bug. Mm-hmm. And it was the kind of bug that comes out the other end. Oh. Okay. Okay. So you're with me. It's like 530 in the morning. I'm very, very tired. My electrolytes are totally effed. And I'm still, you know, having to go to the bathroom a lot. So. Oh. I get into the Walmart, I get most of my shopping done, and then I'm just like, I'm going to shit. I need to shit right now. Like, you know, you get that feeling, you're like, I don't have time. Yeah. There's no time. There's no time. There's no time. Like, right? Victoria, this is a situation where there is no time. You can take the two steps to Ted's bedroom. <laughs> yes. Kate yes. had no time. I had no time. <laughs> so, I run to the bathroom. I run right into a stall. Like, I'm not looking around. I just run straight into the bathroom, straight into the stall, and just, you know, do my thing. And then I hear a man call into the bathroom. And he says, like, Joe, get out of there. And I was like, oh, my God, there's a, there's like a, like a predator in the bathroom. Oh my God. I was like, holy shit. There's a you predator told in the bathroom. me this story, I, okay. by the way. Yeah. It's so, so good. I'm just frozen in the stall. I'm like, oh my God. And the guy's uh, like, what? Why? The guy's like, get out of the bathroom right now. <laughs> so the guy gets, like, I guess he leaves. And I was like, what the fuck was that? So I give him time to, like, get out of the bathroom. And then I finish up and, and come out of the bathroom, come out of the stall. And I'm looking around and I'm like, why? Are there urinals in the women's bathroom at Walmart? <laughs> and that, oh. <laughs> that only then was when I realized that I had been so <laughs> blind by diarrhea that I ran into the men's bathroom and oh lit my it up. God. <laughs> so I come out and like there's employees standing around kind of like looking busy, but obviously being like, why is this woman in the men's bathroom? 
And I get like three aisles away and I just hear them go, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's probably, yeah. Did you ever go back? Uh, no, you yeah, moved, right? Yeah, you I moved. have. No, I mean, yeah, I immediately moved. Change your name. Life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, that was, that was the worst one for me, for sure. That's, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty bad. But yeah, I'm not usually easily embarrassed, but that was like very public. So <laughs> it was bad. Oh, I love it. I love that. Yeah. It's a, I forgot about that story. It's a very good one, though. Right? Thanks. Make Caitlin cry laughing. I'm happy. Oh, oh, oh my face hurts now. Where were we? Uh, Barney at, tells Marshall to tell him. Oh, his, his most. Humor. most thank yeah. you. Thank you. Someone's got to keep us on track. <laughs> I was just really disappointed in Marshall's story. I'm just going to preface it with that. <laughs> Unless all that great. he gets embarrassed all the time. And like, I don't know. This was more public. I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. I can't. Anyway, so he goes to visit Willie at school and surprise her. But her class is somewhere. They're not in the room. And he realizes he really has to pee. So he goes into the bathroom and... It has a tiny toilet, which he's not used to. He's a giant man. So he decides to sit. But what he doesn't realize is that it is a shared bathroom. And, of course, just like as he starts to pee, another student comes into the bathroom. And he, like, is scared, tries to, like, fix himself, and ends up falling out into Lily's classroom, where her entire class is now back in the room and they see Marshall and they start laughing at him. And, you know, we come back to present day and Lily's like, they still call him funny, but <laughs> okay. Cool story. Yeah. I'm like, Marshall, I love you so much. I, uh, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Barney decides to tell them, you know, the group, the, some more of the story. And he starts off with, you know, telling them, believe it or not, he wasn't always this awesome. And we fade out. And we hear Barney narrating, it was 1998. He was just out of college working at a coffee house with his girlfriend, Shannon. And we see him. Oh. And he's got the long hair, the goatee, and like a necklace. And he's sitting in a coffee house uh, playing on the keyboard and singing a Jewel song. You were oh. meant for me. What a time capsule. That is so, it was so 1998. That and, old, that old chestnut. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I read something somewhere too that it said the 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 coffee house looked a lot like Central Park, but you know, there's that whole like friends, him and rivalry oh, kind of thing. Oh yeah. But any set, if you think about it, is kind of set up like one on either the left or right side. There's going to be the register. You know, they're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a coffee house. I mean, yeah, it's going right. to kind of look like it. He did. He was sitting in like a similar like window area mm-hmm. playing, but whatever. Like Phoebe would do. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we see his girlfriend Shannon, who's just so super cute. <laughs> um. She looks like she's part elf. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. She did some print work in Teen and YM magazine, so that's pretty cool. And she's had you know steady work from two thousand two. She played Janet Billings in Gilmore Girls. I never have seen the show, and I have no idea who that is, but I know people like it, so maybe someone knows. I don't know. Um, She's in shows I recognize and remember, you know, or maybe have you been watched, but I don't remember seeing her. Yeah, she was, uh, I, it said she was in Mad Men that I saw, but I didn't, I, I don't remember her being in there. She was only in two episodes, so. Yeah. I like uh, an IMDb. It said her trademark is her smirk. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. But you don't have a trademark. You're not that fair. Thank you. I loved it, though. I love that she put that. Um, And also noted that she was in a deodorant commercial. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something that I loved about Barney in this scene is what is just, he doesn't just do the outfit of former Barney, he, like, develops this entire persona, including a walk. Yeah. He has, like, this floaty walk, and he calls it in, I don't, like, I saw an interview or something, the Muppet walk. Hmm. Like, he had Remind a float. Remind me of, like, Shaggy. 
Yeah, he like floats bit, like, along yeah. with his arms. He calls it the the Muppet Walk, and he has like his little his little wisps of hair flowing. Yeah. Just so good. And the way he speaks, it's like quiet and soft. He's like, "Thank you" to the crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, just very sweet. Uh, so Shannon tells him that you know, joining the Peace Corps is going to be so legendary. And we first heard about the Peace Corps and Barney at Claudia and Stuart's wedding. Yes. And that was his excuse for why he had to uh, leave early, you know, from the sleeping with the bridesmaid. Mm -hmm. Um, But here, though, it's not really, it's not a ploy. It's not a way to get Shannon in bed. It's sincere, you know, because after all, in five short weeks, they're going to be in... I can't say it. You do it. Nicaragua. Which which I'm not sure that's how people from Nicaragua say Nicaragua. No. But it was great. I love it. He's trying really hard. Yeah. Um, And he's just like so excited. You know, they're going to do this together. It's going to be so great. Mm -hmm. Um, And a man who's at the counter shouts, hey, non-fat latte to go. And this is Mark Derwin. Um, He kind of has that like super masculine looking face yeah yeah you know he was on he has been i know i say this he's been in a ton of stuff he's been in everything but his like appearances range from all over the place he was also on guiding light and one life to live mm-hmm. he was on csi curb your enthusiasm diagnosis murder secret life of the american teenager like tons of stuff yeah but, like, again not one i really I recognize him from Curb. Yeah, he played a doctor. But Mm. um, so you know, at this point, Shannon's walked away, and he says, "That's your G friend." (laughs) He's just such a bro. He's so he's such a bro, and he he asks Barney for a high five, and (laughs) I love this. Barney turns him down, says, "Sorry, I only give high twos." So this is pre pre high five, Barney. Yeah, Barney. Barney. He doesn't do high fives, which is shocking. And so the customer says, whatever, as long as you're nailing that. And Barney is just disgusted that, mm-hmm. you know, women aren't objects. They're human beings. Um, and, you know, for your information, Chin and I are going to wait until we get married, which is so it, this is Barney. Like we've Everything never seen about him. him is completely opposite. Yeah. Um, and he hands him his little pamphlet he goes you can read about it in my zine again so late 90s did you see the name of it brain brainbow brainbows <laughs> brainbows yeah <laughs> i love oh, zines a zine i know never really took off but no um uh, but yeah so he's just the total opposite of who we know as barney he's so so different um the older bro leans in, calls him haircut. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Like, haircut. I love that. And he tells him to open up his knowledge basket. So all these like weird kind of phrases that we kind of like we're starting to see like, ooh, this is sort of Barney that we know now. Yeah. Yeah. Not not this guy on the tape. Mm-hmm. Or or sorry, not the tape that he's talking about. Um, but he tells him to forget that touchy feely crap. You get money, you get laid. End of discussion. And Barney's just like, man, I feel sorry for you. And as he walks away, he scoffs and he calls, he's like, suits. Yeah. Like, and oh, speaking, am I he, right? Speaking of suits, he has like the most aggressive bro suit on. Like yes. that blue shirt with the white collar. Mm-hmm. Like, is there anyone who isn't an asshole who wears that? Woof. Yeah. So then he says five Fox. weeks later, they were ready to leave and Shannon never showed up. So everyone's back at the bar and they're wondering what happened. And Barney begins stringing them along, saying he doesn't want to go on. He can't go on. And Lily walks right into it. Because in my mind, he's come back from being out of touch with them for like an hour or two hours. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like collected himself and come up with this freaking plan to like get back his his barniness. So Lily walks right into it and says, okay, what if somebody else tells you their embarrassing story? We've already heard Marshall's and they're trying to figure out how to decide. And Marshall whips out the twister board. Had it ready to go. Ready to go. Cause he's, he's the game master. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spin lands kind of between Robin and Ted and Ted and Victoria, like lean way away from it. Cause Ted knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. 
and so Robin decides that she'll she'll play along, she'll be game, and she starts to tell the slipping and horse poo story from an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. Return um, when, of the shirt. Return of the shirt. Thank you. Uh, so she starts to tell that story, and no one cares because they've all heard it. Yeah. Oh, we know the story. Yeah. So it's not enough. So Victoria, being a great sport, decides to step up and tell hers. Okay. She's a she's oh, a good, good sport. Good for you. Good for you, Victoria. <laughs> so she tells Stop the story. Trying so hard. <laughs> Stop trying so hard to get along with your with your boyfriend's friends. How dare you? <laughs> so, all right, all right, all right. So she sort of sums up the story before she tells it, and she says it involves truth or dare, marshmallow topping, and the hot tub at my grandparents' a retirement community. Bottle. A squeeze bottle of marshmallow topping and a hot tub at her grandparents' retirement community. And then it cuts to black and future Ted says, there are a lot of stories I'll tell you. This is not one of them. This is not something you need to hear. And by the way, it wasn't that great anyway. But when we cut back, everyone is like blown away by the story and how crazy it was. did not convince me though. Okay, you just hate everything. No, 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 no. I watched does. it. No, I, I swear. Like, it was just like not Allison Hannigan's finest acting moment for being surprised. Mm. She was just like, but maybe she was, I don't know. She Whatever. was just stunned. I guess. And one thing I remember from watching this again and again and again, maybe on the DVDs, um, they used to not cut to black when Victoria's about to tell her story. They kind of do a freeze frame on her. Oh, really? But it was a very unattractive freeze frame. Oh. You know, because she doesn't have much of an upper lip, so she kind of, like, they caught her, like, no lip and also, like, an eye, like, rolled back. It was really, oh, it nice. was a terrible I shot. It was a terrible shot. So I'm, I'm assuming that they were like, oh, God, when they had the chance to redo it on Hulu, they probably cut that out. Mm. Um, but anyway, Barney deems the story worthy. Then we're back into the story. And, you know, they're doing what How I Met Your Mother does best. We're getting stories in pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing all these little things in the present while we're waiting to sort of be filled in on the other stuff. Um, so Shannon doesn't show up to go to Nicaragua. He decides to go to the cafe to find her and see what's going on. And Shannon tells him that her dad won't let her go and he's supporting her. So she has to do what he says and that he should leave because he's coming by to talk about it. So she basically forces him to leave and she says, it's only two years. I know we can make it. And so Barney does. He heads off with his little Muppet walk and his, his backpack, backpack. his big backpack walking down the streets of New York but then he realizes Shannon was an adult and she can do what she wants. So he's going to go back to the cafe and back her up and help her get out of there. Um, and he looks through the window and he sees her in the middle of an argument with a man in a trench coat. And he assumes it's her dad. And then he sees them start making out. And I remember the first time I saw this, I was horrified as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, so they say, what? And Marshall hits the button and everyone has to drink. That was an excellent little scene oh, under I there. Oh, I love, yeah, because that's, of course, one of the rules of Marsh Gammon. Anytime you say, what? But people ask questions like, what are you, blah, 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 mm, I think it's just, what? Yeah, it's just the exclamation. So we're at the bar and everyone is on the edge of their seat wanting to know what happened next. You know, Barney just kind of leaves them hanging she was making out with her dad and and then what <laughs> barney's really playing it up just acts really uninterested and you know continuing the story so lily knows that she needs to step up and it's her turn marshall tries to tell her no but she says it's for the team so she's having a conversation with mrs erickson marshall's mom on the phone and she's thanking her for the cookies and i love the her reaction she goes, oh, mayonnaise. Never would have guessed. I love the way she drops the cookie and, like, brushes her hand off. It, was such, <laughs> yeah. it seems so natural. Hangs up the phone, and Marshall walks in. He's like, oh, crap. Did my mom make cookies? And, you know, he's not thrilled about it. And Lily says that she wishes that they had a dog so the cookies would not go to waste. Oof. 
Like that's, ooh, yeah. Tough one. So Marshall points out that they got the place to themselves, and Lily says that she's thinking floor sex. And then we start to see on the right side of the screen, like this black line, and this picture slowly shifting over, and we see it's Marshall's mom, and she's still on the phone. And Lily says the floor is cold, and grab the afghan your mom made. And Mrs. Oh. Erickson's just like, <gasps> horrified. Oh, it's so bad. Like, why? Why? Why is she still on the phone? Hang up. Hang up, hang up, hang up. Hang yeah, up, that's what up. I didn't get. Why didn't you hang up the phone, lady? So Barney decides he can resume. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shannon sees Barney, and he just kind of storms away. She walks over and talks to him. She's like, come on, your, your dad? Like, you know, he makes a comment about not judging <laughs> uh, people. And she's like, he's like, but you're... Your dad, that's so gross. And she's like, that's not my dad. It's this guy I've been seeing, Greg. He's, And she was really hoping that Barney would just leave and join the Peace Corps and they could avoid all of this mess. And her and, voice, like, completely changes. Like, yeah. she's she's just, like, completely different. She's, like, her voice is deeper and kind of has more of an edge to it. And she just doesn't, like, she doesn't care about Barney at all, all of a sudden. No, and Barney's so confused. And oh, she, it's so sad. Poor she Barney. tells him that all this granola business was just a phase. Greg is older. He's successful. And she's like, and he buys me all this cool stuff. Ugh. And Barney says, but I love you. And you, you, he means it. He really mm-hmm. means it. And she counters that he has a boat. Oh, young it's, ladies. It's I know. It's so sad. So she tells him to still go join the Peace Corps and just forget about her. Uh, but he doesn't go. He records the video and sends it to her. And didn't hear back from her until a week later until she walks into the coffee house and she's got on a red suit. She's got on these heels. The little braids in her hair are gone. It's down and straight. And she's just like much more like severe looking. Yeah. And Barney's so happy. It's Shannon, you came back. And she doesn't want to make eye contact. It's clear she just doesn't even want to see him. She's just here to get her last paycheck. So Barney asks if she has the tape and the camera switches angles. And it's the old guy who ordered the latte. And he puts his arm around Shannon and goes, oh, she got the tape. So that's Greg. Greg Greg is the guy from the coffee house. The non-fat latte bro. Yeah. Yep. Um, And Barney's world is just rocked. And then Greg starts to quote the song and starts so laughing. So mean. And Shannon tries Shh. to not laugh at first, and then she laughs. Shannon's laughing. It. it was so sad. Oh, he got crushed. Yeah. Real bad. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Poor guy. I just love when he he goes, "Did you get Did you get my tape?" And he's like, he's like playing, playing with his playing hair, with yeah. little wisps. Yeah, like. Like a girl. We see him, Neil. We see the we see the wisps. Yeah, you're working them out. So it's great. Good. We love what you're doing with the wisps. So we cut to Barney. He's walking down a city street. He's angry. He kicks his can and and he starts sort of limping and crying. <laughs> I love that. He's so weak. <laughs> Me too. And this man walks by, shoves a flyer in his into his chest, and he looks at it and it says, Suit up and save. And I list, I watched the show with closed captions. I'm obsessed with closed captioning. Mm-hmm. Um, it says ominous March plays. And it's just like very dramatic music. And we cut to seeing Barney. And there's just this white background. And he reaches behind, him, behind himself. And he cuts the ponytail and throws it in the sink. Oof. And we cut to him shaving his goatee. And he's really starting to transform all while this music is playing and building and building and we see him putting on a nice watch and buttoning his shirt tying his tie fixing his sleeves and then um i had read this online that the scene was kind of modeled after when anakin turns into darth vader yeah yep it's definitely like a darth vader song yeah so i had a i watched it and it does it is the same scene where 
Darth Vader is laying horizontally, and then the table raises, mm. and it's and then he's upright. So that's what Barney does. He's horizontal, and he then he's upright. But it's like a salon chair. Yeah. <laughs> and he has like this barber cape on, and yeah. it's pulled off. And then he stands, and he like fixes Oof. his tie, and does like this smirk and wink, and it's so creepy and robotic and chilling it is it really is chilling it's like ooh, it gave me like a shiver and then that was basically barney's birth barney that we know the real barney or Mm -hmm. or the cover of the cover barney yep yep and we will see him bounce back again at a later point in this in this show and it's just as it's just as chilling it's so good um so Barney tells them all that, and they're like, whoa. But the story isn't over. He saw Shannon one more time. And everybody wants to know, of course. They want, you know, some sort of retribution, some sort of closure to the story. Yeah. But Barney knows that he's got him. Ted volunteers to tell his story when Barney says that he needs one more. And he's like, oh, yeah, fine, the green testicle story. Guess what, Ted? If you're that, if you're that willing to tell... Yeah. The green testicle story, it's not that embarrassing. No. Also, if you watch the blooper reel, this was a a little scene that they had a hard time getting through without laughing. Anytime he starts saying green testicle, everyone laughs. Barney stops him and he's like, no, no, no. You're going to man up and tell the truth. Tell your most embarrassing story. Mm-hmm. Ted takes a deep breath and he apologizes to Victoria. And he says, I was kind of into Robin. I even said I love you to her on our first date. And Robin's like, oh, oh, God. I didn't think this night could get worse. So then we get a flashback to the very end of the pilot, that final scene when it's Barney, Ranjit, and Ted at the bar. And Ranjit says, to one hell of a night. And I just have to point out that I love that Ranjit's real name is Marshall. Yeah. That's so cute. That's so cool. Marshall Manesh. We'll have to do a feature on him when he's in, like, a a lot of an episode because he's the shit. Uh, So... Then we get to find out what happened after the pilot ends the rest of the night. So Marshall and Lily leave, and it's just Ted, Barney, and Ranji getting hammered, especially Ted. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's asking, you guys think I should have kissed her? Because that was another thing at the end of the pilot when he was saying, it wasn't the signal. It wasn't the signal. I, I shouldn't have kissed her, right? So then he's like, well, I'm going to kiss her right now. And they're all excited for him. Yeah. And Ranji says to the cab, and they all stumble out. Ranji legit drunk drove them to Brooklyn. He could have, like, totally lost his job Don't driving drunk. Don't drive drunk, children. So then we get a close-up on Robin's custom doormat with her last name, Shabatsky, spelled out across it. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of do like this. It's kind of like a a wavering pan out. To like, mm. So you know that Ted's still drunk. You pan out, and it's Ted stumbling down the hallway with Barney and, and Ranjit behind him. And he's about to knock, but then pukes on her doormat. But Robin hears it, so you hear her on the other end of the oh. door. It's like, hello? And they all run. And she opens the door and looks around and then looks down. And it's just, just groans. And it's just so sad for her poor little custom doormat Mm -hmm. probably expensive oh yeah so we cut to the bar and you see lily and marshall and lily is just shocked you ralphed and ran and victoria looks pretty uncomfortable trying Mm -hmm. to process it but marshall marshall is pissed outraged i thought you were vomit free since 93 so that was a lie like (laughs) So he's so upset because that was like a thing. I can't believe he didn't tell his best friend. I know. He, I I don't blame Marshall for feeling betrayed by that. Same. I agree. I agree. And Robin comments, "You re-returned for me." So there's the story of the re-return. Now we know what it means. Mm-hmm. And you know, it means he not only went back for Robin, but he went back for her twice. Ugh. And she tells him that was really sweet, though you ruined the doormat. And yeah. 
Victoria, I felt bad for her here. She's like spinning her drink, taking some deep breaths, looking yeah. kind of awkward. And Barney sort of smirks and goes, yeah, Ted, you were right. You shouldn't have told that story. Oh, bad. Oh, I loved it. I loved oh, yeah. it. it so devious. That's what you get for lying, Ted. Yep. That's yep. what you get. Barney is here to keep you honest. He goes, but you did earn the right to hear the end of my for- my story. Fast forward eight years into the future. Marshall does some quick math and realizes that's not, that's, you know, that's not a long time ago. It's, it's recent. It's, it's this year. Mm-hmm. And Barney tells him not only is it this year, it is tonight. So we do a quick flashback to Barney leaving the apartment. Um, as he, after he grabs the tape and then we see him uh, knocking on someone else's door and it ends up being Shannon's apartment. And he tells her that when she left him for that guy, Greg, it really changed him. And now this is who he is. And mm-hmm. she was such a big part of his life. And it seemed insane that she didn't know who he was now. So this is me. And Aww. it was so sweet. So she t- then tells him a little bit about her life. You know, she dated Greg for a little while, but then they split up. And we cut back to the bar. And he goes, but here's the kicker. She's a mom now. She has a little kid named Max. And, you know, that's crazy. That could have been my kid. But Mm -hmm. instead, what do I have? My whole life, some money in the bank, some suits in my closet, and a string of one-night stands. And he kind of, like, puts his head down. And Lily (laughs) tries to comfort him. And he pops up. You know, and he's like, instead of, like, changing diapers, he is out there being awesome 24-7, 365. And then he goes, you let me dodge a bullet, big guy. Looks up to the sky. Kisses his two fingers. I love that. He is Greg. Yeah. Oh, he's so Greg. He has become Greg. So Greg. But there is a mini cherry on top of the regular cherry on top of the Sunday of awesomeness that is his life. He, he says, after Shannon and I talked, I nailed her. Bar- uh, Lily calls bullshit on Barney. She's like, no, you're trying to cover up for the fact that you had, like, this deep moment. And Barney pulls out his cell phone and, sure enough, has a video of him nailing Shannon. Oh, God. Don't videotape women without their consent, boys. No, don't. That's not... Don't do that. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Not a good idea. And guess what? Barney did have a profound moment of doubt. He did. That's why he went to her apartment. Exactly. He can say it was for any other reason, but I think the sex was the cherry on top that he didn't expect. I agree. Barney stands up and says, ladies and gentlemen, Ted, I love that. <laughs> he says, this has been a wonderful evening. I got great dirt on all of you guys. I got Ted to tell the re-return. I finally nailed Shannon. Told her I'd call her tomorrow. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I rediscovered just how awesomely awesome my life is. And then he says, peace out, hombres. Which is what Greg said earlier. Yes, exactly oh. what Greg said. But then Marshall points out, I think Barney just won game night. Yeah, and they're all just stunned. Mm-hmm. Like, what? It, it's what so, just happened? It, I mean, it's so amazing how Barney is able to just, like, turn shit around and end up on top. So It is. It, that Good for is, him incredible damn but he's Mm -hmm. had practice i mean his whole life was shattered yeah and from the ashes grew the barney we know the barnacle the barnacle uh so then the last scene we get voiceover from future ted talking about how we spend a lot of time trying to keep parts of our lives hidden even from the people who know us the best um and but when we open up the secrets don't seem that big of a deal and we get this little montage of um, Lily showing Marshall this drawing that one of her students did of funny. Had, bo- to, had to have been like a fourth grader. There's no way a kindergartner has oh, the fine motor okay. skills to write bubble letters like that and draw a picture that looks like that. Maybe it's a genius. Okay. Maybe it's a genius. So we see the funny butt drawing. We see Victoria put fake uh, vomit on Ted's doorstep, which is cute. To show, try kind of show him that she's over it because I, you know, you're a little bit worried. I, I would not have got over that that fast. Well, does she really get over it? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. She's just re-returning for him. Like she's just sort of. I think that's a way to show that she's not gonna keep 
she's not going to hold on to it. It's like a little joke. So then we see Barney drinking by himself. He's kind of, you're almost like, oh, maybe he is kind of lonely. But then he gets up and he goes to pull the line on a girl at the bar that he tried to use on Robin Mm -hmm. in Zip, Zip, Zip. 30, or what was it? 10 bucks. $100 says, if you turn around, I'll say wow or whatever. Um, And then, of course, future Ted leaves us hanging. Not every secret, secret was told that night, but that's getting ahead of the story. And then we see that Ted has gotten Robin a new doormat. And the song that's playing throughout this whole voiceover montage is called Off the Record by My Morning Jacket. And um, one of the lyrics is, you got to want to rearrange and keep it off the record, off the record. So it's like, yeah, I bet they all wish these embarrassing moments were off the record. Yeah. And that's the that's the end of game night. So, what was your overall take on this episode? I love getting to know more about Barney and his backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love that. I love the way the story was told. I love how he manipulated everybody into uh, sharing their most, as he said, you know, humiliating moments. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it. Barney got us to share our most humiliating moments. That's true, with strangers. Damn, Barney. Damn. He's better than I thought. I know. um, It was great. This is an excellent episode. I mean, I I thought that OK Awesome was my favorite episode, but I might have to reevaluate when we're done watching this season. Mm -hmm. Because that was a great episode, but wow. The the Barney reveal is, uh, I mean, just stunning. Yeah. So great. He really, like, shines. Yeah. You know, like, just... Yeah. And, you know, the show is at its best when it's playing with time and story like this. And so we get a ton of information about Barney. And we also learn a pivotal story in the Ted and Robin saga that we didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this other little piece. And it kind of changed the dynamic in the room when they talked about it. Like, suddenly Victoria felt like the third wheel. Right. And that little story and this this change in the air is going to have ripples... That lasts throughout the rest of the season. And we may see Greg again. Mm. We may see Greg again. So look look for Greg in a later season. Um, one thing I forgot to bring up, Barney has a blog. Mm-hmm. And in the epi- or sorry, in the blog um, entry, he writes that he recently that in quotes reconnected with a quotes friend he hadn't quote seen. <laughs> Since the early 90s, and she was nowhere near as acrobatic as she was in his memory, and it got him thinking, what else did he enjoy in the 90s that when revisited, turns out, sucked donkey barrels? And he has a whole bunch of stuff, but one of them was those crappy American Pie movies. Oh, (laughs) band camp, band camp. Little did we know this catchphrase would mutate into a pop culture pandemic that we are still stuck with seven freaking years later. Note to producers, please stop. You're hurting America. And guess who said that? Allison Hannigan. Nice. Throwing shade at his own cast member. Loved it. <laughs> and um, to he's so full of shit that he says that Shannon was more acrobatic in the 90s. They didn't have sex. I know. He's so full of it. But that's classic. Classic Barnacle. So before we do our legendary moments, we have one from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. You our, know her too, friends. Our good buddy Miranda has sent us her legendary moment for game night, and we will play it now. Hi, ladies. It's Miranda, and I have to tell you I love a good Barney episode. I love the fact that he was a hippy-dippy granola guy. I love the fact that he changed his entire personality when he got mad to get even. I love the fact that he is still nursing this hurt no matter what he says to people. I love the fact that he twisted around on everyone to get them to tell stories of embarrassment. My legendary moment, however, is a sad one. It's at the very end when Barney's sitting there at the table all by himself with a drink. And the look in his eyes basically says, he's not over it. I don't think he'll ever truly, truly be over it. It'll always stay in his heart. That one moment where he had his heart broken in a million pieces. And you could glue it all back together, but you're still going to miss a piece. And we all go through that at least once in our lives. And now, 
I have to let it known. I am Team Victoria. I'm sorry, Kaylin. I am. I am Team Victoria all the way. She wasn't jealous when she found out about Ted and Robin's previous relationship. She's nice to all of his friends. She gets along with him the best. She's the one that I honestly felt was here for him. Didn't have an ulterior motive. But on the plus side though, Caitlin, here you go. When I was watching the wedding, I didn't like the dress. And my first thought was, girl, where's your bra? So, there you go. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Girl, where's your bra? Girl, where's your bra? Miranda makes some excellent points, wouldn't you say, Caitlin? Absolutely. Oh, that legendary moment made me feel sad when she was talking about it. I know. It's so true. Like, he can be both diabolical and also hurt at the same time. Yeah, both of those things can be true. He's definitely operating from a place of hurt. I mean, he's... The whole Barney persona is such a cover. Yeah. That he's just sort of become, so... That makes sense. Nice mm-hmm. one, Miranda. And uh, welcome to Team Victoria. We're happy to have you. We didn't want you here anyway. Okay. I know, just kidding. I still Don't fucking you. alienate our, our fans. No, Thanks. no, no. It's it's <laughs> like, I know everyone loves her. I know that I'm mostly alone in this. She's the female Ted. That's just what it is. That's why I don't, I guess why I don't. Yeah. We know. So what's what's your legendary moment then, Caitlin? I love when uh, Barney says he only gives high twos. <laughs> I want to start doing that. And me too. And I also love, I really love the sequence of him turning into Ooh, yeah. current Barney. Those are, are my two favorite. Barney's Darth Vader moment. And also Marshall's love of games and like how he, throughout the entire episode, is still like playing along with the game and like yeah. keeping track and you know he says like just because Ted's way ahead we're not quitting. <laughs> he knows he keeps he keeps tabs. It's still game yeah. night and that Barney won game night, so he's like keeping track the entire time. Right, exactly. So those I can't. It's hard for me to choose one, but those are the the three pieces of the episode that I really enjoyed. How about you? Um, hands down, Barney crying on his Casio and singing that song. <laughs> uh, I I mean, it's like he was just turned inside out and he was just like all vulnerability and nerves mm-hmm. and that freaking wig. <laughs> it's just, I love it. I'm going to call it the song and the Muppet walk are my, my, are my faves, my legendary moments. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post new recaps on Thursdays, so be sure to subscribe to iTunes or on SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. If you want to send us a legendary moment from an upcoming episode, which is the cupcake for next week, email us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at heybeautifulpod. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Horton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. You're right. Everyone is me. I am everyone. My opinion counts most. (laughs)